0: Welcome, welcome everyone to the Simon Dan podcast, the place where science and conspiracy collide. Welcome, how are you doing? Glad you're joining us once again. Bit of bad news this week. Katz has been held up. Um, He was in his car, he was coming home for the podcast, but unfortunately, uh, there was an accident and he's been rerouted and he won't be back in time. But that's fine. He'll be back next week. Um, He wants to be back next week because we're hopefully doing science of Back to the Future. Uh, I was going to chat about a bit of Flat Earth news with him, but obviously he's not here, so we'll do that next week as well. So let's get on and we'll we'll get our guest on. So joining us this week is a guest who is doing what some would consider the best sort of online content out there. He is, of course, the telephone scammers nightmare, Mr. Jim
1: Browning. Thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us and welcome. How are you doing? Oh, thanks, Jan, for having me on your podcast. I I appreciate being here. And uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of yours, of course, as well. In fact, anything to do with science and particularly debunking is right up my street, as I'm sure we'll talk about.
0: Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. So first things first, are you hacking me right now?
1: I, uh, well, you have had your <laughs> webcam on for yeah. about three seconds there, so obviously you're fair game at this point. Absolutely, you know, I, I, I think people overestimate what I can do. And, okay. you know, we'll we'll maybe talk about this in more detail, but I'm not really a hacker, and that's kind of what I want to bring out of all of this. Sure, I okay. rely on people coming to my computer. I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah, absolutely. So.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll get into to the to the actual what you do. So you defend those that don't even know they need defending, don't you? So you take on those awful telephone scammers. Where did you get the idea to start that, and and when did it become a YouTube thing?
1: Well, I mean, I've said this a number of times before because I'm often asked, "Well, how did you get into all of this?" So the answer is really by accident. I. I'm not. I never wanted to be a YouTuber, uh, if that is even a word. Same. But <laughs> I, I it, you know, so I got into it by accident. I literally uploaded a video to an internet service provider saying, this guy has been really naughty. He's connected to my computer. And he's tried to scam me. Would you do something about it? And the easiest way for me to transport a video was to put it on something like YouTube. So I created an account on YouTube and said, here's the video here's a link to it in the hope that they would use that but strangely to my incredible surprise people started watching those videos and i never thought that they'd been any way popular at all so really it is just by accident that i'm in this whole thing
0: yeah i I mean that it's similar to me i'd never wanted to be a youtuber i didn't it was just something i wanted to do on the side as a bit of fun and then obviously as you say it, it starts picking up doesn't
1: it um yeah it's amazing and you can be i think incredibly lucky or unlucky on youtube and i i was just fortunate that and it happened to be maybe at the time that people were interested in scams so it all took off and i'm sure maybe you're in the same sort of position
0: yeah i think it's more that people are interested in watching scammers get
1: done over i think that's the fun part (laughs) about it absolutely yeah and you know i like to watch other people getting one of our scammers and even better if you can have a few little ideas about how to get at them and if you're a little bit technical like i am kind of a nerd that way Uh, Then you can come up with quite inventive ways to get after these people, but maybe we'll chat about that as well then on this podcast.
0: Yeah, well let's let's get into that then. So how? Because you so normally the video kicks off, you're you're introducing uh, someone who's who's trying to scam someone else or something, and then you'll talk about how you gain access to their computer. So it's it's usually that the scammers gained access to the person being scammed's computer, isn't it? So how do you get, get involved from there?
1: yeah so that's that is actually one of their weak points so i'm talking about the scammers who call you up and say like we're amazon or we're virgin media talk talk or and the long and short of it is they want access to your computer yeah and they will always set up a connection using something like a remote access software there's things like TeamViewer and there's they sponsor man united i noticed this year yeah um AnyDesk and that and there's a few things that they typically run but What happens is they have a connection, a two-way connection between their computer and my computer. Right. And if you know what you're doing, and there's a little bit of manipulation, there's a little bit of social engineering behind it as well, but if you know what you're doing, you can get back onto their computers because they run that remote access software, they have to as well. I see. And say with a few tricks, you can actually get access to their computer, and that's what I do, and that's what I put on YouTube.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly, fan- like, because they, they, so I, get, I guess they don't realize that you can do that, the scammers.
1: Oh, no, they can't. In fact, I keep it very quiet. Yeah. And sometimes, for example, if you're using remote access software, there'll be something which will flash up on their screen. So it's quite important for me to keep them distracted so they can't see what they're, in fact, if they're looking at my screen, and I'm in the middle of some bank transaction. They're going to be concentrating on that, not this little flashing icon in the corner of their yeah. computer, yeah. and that's me getting on to it fairly quietly. But you know, I, I've I've become accustomed to making that as quiet as possible, and uh, you can see some of the results on YouTube.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you ever get a scammer who's quite turned on and switched on, and he he kind of oh, yeah. catches it out what you're doing?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, there's some catch on almost immediately. And, you know, I would say my success rate isn't over even 50%, but that doesn't really matter. I do enough to be able to get onto a few scammers and then I can kind of turn the tables a little bit. So when I can get onto their computers, then I can do my thing. So normally what they'll do is, of course, try to steal money from me. But what I'll be doing is sort of going well, I wonder what sort of files are on yeah. this guy's computer <laughs> or, you know, how does he run his scam? Is any weak points? And then kind of go on the attack a little bit. So I kind of like coming up with inventive ways to get one over on these people.
0: Yeah, what one of the best things I ever saw, uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk a bit more about it uh, later, but you've, a couple of times you've actually intervened with the person being scammed, haven't you, to try and warn yeah. them?
1: Oh, indeed. And, you know, you can... I can normally listen into their scams so not only will you see what's on their computer but literally I can hear most of them have got like a phone which isn't a, a physical phone it'll be a software phone on their computer. Yeah. So that means if they're talking into their microphone and I have access to their computer I can hear what they're saying and usually I can hear what the victim is saying as well quite often. Right. And you're right. I mean I have intervened quite a number of times to well People all over the world, it could be in Australia, UK, typically in the US, and I will warn the victim if I can. But scammers actually keep their victims on the phone, and not only that, they'll tell them never to hang up the phone just in case somebody manages to get a little warning phone call in. So it can be quite difficult to get in touch with victims, and sometimes I even rely on them going out of cell phone, mobile phone range before I can get my phone call in to warn the victim, hey, oh, okay. don't go and buy those those cards or don't go into the bank and make this transfer because you don't have money in your account. And some of them, it depends on the scam itself, a lot of the victims will think that they have been given money and they've got to return it. That's quite, yeah. that's the biggest scam of all. Other ones are a little bit more subtle and others of course will say, look, whatever way you're gonna pay us back, we want gift cards so yeah it depends on the scam but i've literally stopped a scam where somebody has been buying gift cards and is actually at the till yes. buying them and i managed to get my phone call in but yeah I, I try not to leave it just that late but sometimes that has happened
0: so how successful are you with those phone calls like do you, do you ever find that they don't trust you either like
1: if you're calling, oh, yeah, up? I mean. It, it, depends very much on who i'm talking to and if i'm trying to get through to a bank for example the banks are the very worst because the first thing banks will ask you is well what's your account number and you have to explain well i'm not even a customer in fact i'm not even in the country sometimes and trying to explain that there's someone of their customers going to walk into the bank to make a wire transfer to a certain person at a certain amount. And, of course, the obvious question is, well, how do you know all this and can we talk to that person? And, And quite often they're engaged with the scammer, literally they're, their phone they're still on the phone with the scammer and i'm trying to warn the bank before they get there so yes it, it can be awkward is is probably the the, yeah, the, the least of my worries but you know i've i've kind of got a little bit of a script where I sound as as reasonable as possible. I certainly don't tell them the full picture. Yeah. I don't tell them that. Hey, I can see a scammer's computer. I just say, look, there's a friend of mine. I think they've been scammed, and it just make it sound a little bit more yeah, feasible, That's sensible. Um. So so when so
0: how would how you first get into it then? Because you you, you call them or some you, the way that you get to listen to them is that you interact with them as if you're about to be scammed, don't you?
1: Oh yeah, I, I'm, at this stage, I'm very good at playing dumb. In yeah. fact, I've even got a voice changer where I can <laughs> sound like an old woman yeah. and that's their favorite target because
0: yeah, uh, this
1: old woman is very unlikely to know about computers and will be nice and compliant and type the things that they want me to type. So yeah, it all leads to a story. I, I say the things that a typical victim would say. I make mistakes with my typing. Yeah. I appear to them as if I'm a vulnerable victim. That's exactly what I want. I want their guard to be down so that when I do make that little connection, they're not going to realise what's happening to them. So absolutely, I play a game just as well as they do.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, One thing I have noticed, though, is a couple of times you've mentioned it, that they're starting to get used to you, aren't they? Some of the call oh, centres. Yeah.
1: And, and that's the big reason behind why I've, I've got a voice changer. Yeah. So some of them actually have used... Hey, you're Jim Brownie and and they're 100% spot on as well. (laughs) So yeah, it used to be early days. It was never that problem. But now, unfortunately, with the size of the YouTube channel and... Um, yeah. Some of them even said, actually, you know, I've seen some of your videos and you're thinking, look, stop it. You know, I, I really don't want to know. I'm supposed to yeah. be getting one over a new guys You're know, not supposed to recognize me. So, yeah, the voice changes had to come into play. And, yeah, it's worked so far. Do,
0: do you reckon they watch your channel and laugh at other companies, their rival companies that are getting done by you?
1: Well, believe it <laughs> or not, I have actually watched their computers and they watch various YouTube channels. I haven't seen yours yet. Dan, but oh, uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure be... before too long. But I've certainly seen them look at other Scambator channels. I've seen them watch, I don't know, I'm sure you've heard of Kitboga. Yes. And there's Trilogy Media. I've seen them ah, okay. actually view some of their videos as well. So, so I think they're kind of hoping, well, I hope I am not the next one who's going to appear on one of these YouTube channels on yeah. a Scambator channel. Because, you know, the, there are people who... Will do just as many phone calls as scammers, but they're trying to to get at them, you know. So yeah, even scammers watch YouTube.
0: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned there about the pop the popular scam there uh, about being overpaid. Um, so that they, what so they actually they they edit someone's bank page, don't they, on the internet as if they've got more money than they have in their account. That, that's right. The
1: the the scam usually starts off with. Uh, this is Amazon, or this is your bank, or whatever, and they're, Amazon are going to offer you a refund, or your bank, or they'll pretend to be a bank and say, look, we've noticed some suspicious activity on your account, and usually they will say, you need to safeguard your account by typing all this. That will give them remote access. They will say, well, somebody took £100, $200 from your account, and we are going to refund it yeah and of course then this refund goes wrong and strangely you end up with more money in your account than what was promised and that of course is a lie you know they don't actually put any money in there they usually do one of two things edit the page yeah or their preferred way is if you have got a savings account and maybe a current or checking account they will move your savings into that other account. Ah, okay. So that there is actually money there. Yeah. But of course, if you don't check your savings account, you would assume that it has come from Amazon, whoever they're pending to be. Sure. And then they'll ask for that money back. So, I mean, the big kind of call out is, if anything at all looks suspicious, if anybody promises you a certain amount, and suddenly you get more, and they're asking for this back in a kind of a, a strange, unusual way, then chances are that is a scam, and it's something to look out for. Overpayments just don't happen by accident, and if there's anything that you take out of this, it's basically always be suspicious. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a number of telltale signs, of course, but that's the big one.
0: Yeah, and, and pay, buying cards in a shop seems very weird to me. I don't understand why any legitimate company would ask you to go and buy cards for a shop. Um, yeah, to pay uh, them you know back.
1: that I know that. Um, maybe if you're a little bit older or you haven't heard of that before, yeah. you could well be caught out. And I think they rely and you know scammers deliberately target older people. There's no doubt about that. They yeah. will call you during, say, the Australian, UK, whatever daytime, because chances are they're going to get. More older folks around so yeah it's fine if you've heard of that you're right no legitimate company will ever accept gift card as yeah. a payment so that should always be ringing alarm bells no matter what but yes if you have never heard of that or you know quite often even scammers won't call it a gift card they will just say look we need you to go in and buy a security card is ah, what okay. they usually refer to it as or they'll use some other language but maybe not the word gift card, or yeah. we need you to go to Tesco as the Walmart, whatever, then we'll tell you what to do. They'll only use the word gift card at the last second, because that normally does ring alarm bells with people.
0: Okay, Um. so say, so say a, a scammer's got access to your bank account. Um, I'm assuming there's a reason why they, they try, they go through this long-winded way of sh- claiming that they had been overpaid something and they asked for money back. Why don't they just transfer the money in that person's bank account to someone, to their own account. Why don't they just do that?
1: Yeah. I, I always wondered why that was myself, but the longer I've watched scammers, it's become more obvious to me that they can't just directly make that transfer. Right. They will never transfer it to their own account for the simple reason that number one, it will identify who the scammer is. Yeah. Uh, but number two, um, it's easy to reverse that sort of transaction right so if you literally make a bank transfer to a certain person and then you realize it's a scam banks can step in and reverse that i see however if you can persuade the victim to go in and make a wire transfer to a foreign country not necessarily something you know that they would normally do Mm. but if you can persuade them and they've got plenty of language to persuade people to go in and do this um, it is much, much more difficult to reverse that sort of transaction. Okay. So they'd much rather somebody goes into the bank, has a good story to tell, and of course they'll have groomed the victim. Mm. They will warn the victim to say, "Look, you better tell them that this is a a personal transaction." and get your story straight about you know you can't mention the word amazon or you can't mention the word this is format from my bank yeah because if you do then you would be charged extra taxes you know they'll come up with all sorts of reasons that the victim has to go in and make sure that they transfer this and have a good story to tell as well so yes they're well rehearsed about that sort of thing and unfortunately whenever i get access to these computers i can see sometimes like wire transfers for thousands and thousands of pounds or dollars and you're a little bit too late so sometimes you can see just how much money they're actually getting out of all of this but yeah the simple answer is they'll never do a direct transaction because the more steps that they can put in the way of that then the more likely it is they'll be able to hold on to that money and of course it's less traceable
0: i see what you mean um i don't know what it's like elsewhere but here in the uk that if i i went into for example when i bought my house i went in there to to send a deposit over and i had to do a chaps payment and the the amount of questions i was asked about the you know has anyone told you that they you need to do this and it was about a 20 minute interview before i could make the payment so they yeah. seem in terms of being in the bank and doing something they, they're really really hot on it now for this sort of thing
1: yeah, it happens so often, and it costs the bank thousands and yeah. thousands each year. Because obviously, whenever the victim does realise that they've been scammed, you know, the, 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 there's something called automated push payments scams, and that's the one where basically they clear out the entire savings, but it's been authorised by the victim. Yeah, and it's only because they've been groomed to say that. So, yes, the the bank absolutely have been trained, or the people have been trained to try and make sure that if you're sending an unusual wire transfer to Thailand or wherever it's going to be Mm. they should be asking those questions and it's part of the job to ask those questions but of course the scammers know this as well Mm. so they will absolutely groom their victims to make sure they've got a good consistent story and they'll actually get the victims to You know, they'll almost act it out, first of all, and they'll say to the victim, right, you're in the bank, you've been asked this question, what are you going to say? And unless they come up with a really convincing, straight answer and never to use the word Amazon or, you know, visa overpayment or whatever it is, they will make sure they've coached that victim in exactly what to say. So absolutely, they they know what goes on in the bank as well.
0: And, And do they threaten like criminal charges and stuff if you don't do what they say?
1: Oh, yeah. Criminal charges, I mean, if it depends on the type of scam, I guess. I mean, there's ones where they'll pretend to be, say, HMRC or when uh, I mean, yeah. that's obviously a UK thing. If you're in the US, it'll be IRS yeah. and similar in Canada. And they will threaten you with arrest if you don't go in and make some sort of early payment. But not only do they threaten arrest, if it's any other sort of scam and they have remote access to your computer, they will also hold it to ransom. I've seen that before. And they will actually deliberately make it look as if they've zeroed your bank balance. Now, obviously, they haven't done that. They've just edited the page as well to make it look like that. But they will use that as a threat to say, look, we've sent you too much money. And unless you return it to us quickly, we're going to hold on to all of your money. And they use that as a threat as well to get compliance. And absolutely, that is a a very key one. And it's, unfortunately, I've seen this quite a number of times. So they'll initially start off very softly, softly and persuasive. And then if something isn't going their way or they feel that the person's getting even suspicious, then they'll up the game and they'll start doing those sort of tricks. So all to, of course, like put, put pressure on that victim and they will obviously encourage them to do this as soon as they possibly can as well.
0: Yeah. Um so we've got the overpayment uh the overpayment one there. What what are some of the other popular telephone scams that people fall for?
1: Yeah, well I mean the, the big th- the big three probably are the cold calls obviously pretending to be Amazon and yeah. your bank. That that's probably the single biggest one. Uh, but there are more subtle ones as well, so if you're just browsing on the internet you could see a fake virus pop-up yeah so suddenly there'll be this announcement on your screen that your computer's got a virus but the way you can tell this is there's a phone number on it normally if you genuinely have a virus you will see a pop-up on your screen okay but it will usually be your antivirus program fixing something yeah there will never be something which will freeze your computer but if, so if you see a phone number on your screen call this number now more than likely 100 percent likely that is a scam and if you call that number the person on the end of the phone will sound very persuasive that you indeed have got a virus you haven't and they will offer you so a way to fix this problem and of course it will cost you 100 pounds 100 dollars right up to thousands of dollars and i've seen someone pay three thousand pounds for this computer support that they're offering and of course all they want to do is get the money there's nothing wrong with your computer but you will feel at the end of that that you had a problem somebody's fixed that problem and it's worth paying whereas there was nothing wrong at all so that's that's kind of normal technical support scam and but there's other more subtle ones as well, which are you might have a fault with some bit of equipment. Um, maybe it's your printer, say, and you will just go into Google and go, uh, "What is the helpline number for say it's Epson or Dell or whatever it is?" Yeah, and all of you get high up on Google's search results, you will get a phone number, and unless you look very carefully at it you won't be able to tell whether that's legitimate phone number or someone who has simply updated Google search results so that their number appears quite high, but it's not legitimate at all. And chances are you will go through exactly the same script that the tech support scammers will use. So they will want access to your computer. They will say, oh, was a fault with your printer, but hey, look at this. You've yeah. also got all these viruses and yeah. hackers on your computer. And we'll have to charge you a few hundred, thousands, whatever, pounds to get this fixed. So again, so the search engine, um, the the ones to do with the pop-ups, and of course the cold calls are probably the three biggest ones involving computers at least.
0: And of course, if you're not great on computers and you don't really know what you're doing and you don't know anyone else who knows what they're doing, you haven't really got much of a choice, have you?
1: Well, that's it. And they rely, of course, on people who don't know what they're saying. So they'll get you to type certain things. And if you're not versed in computers, what they get you to type, and they will show you all these different errors, they will look very convincing. And the majority of people who've been scammed that way have no idea at all that the whole thing has been a scam. And of course, again, the scammers, or, you know, they're quite charming. They will, particularly if you're older, they'll say, oh, you sound just like my grandmother, you yeah. sound like my grandfather. Mm. They will butter you up as well. You will feel at the end of that call, like you've been in touch with somebody really friendly, wouldn't, you know, try to steal money off you in any way, wouldn't lie to you, and of course, all of that's fake.
0: Yeah. Um, I had a, a friend today, actually, he was he's trying to sell a camera on facebook and someone messaged him saying that they'd like to pay an additional 80 pound in postage uh and then they put a link for paypal in there saying look here's your paypal um so obviously we to to guide people like us we're like yeah well that's obviously a scam but uh, is that the sort of thing where you click that paypal link they've got your paypal info then they can do whatever they want with it
1: but potentially, I mean, they always say you know we've got to be wary of any sort of link in an email yeah. or through PayPal or whatever. Um, yes, absolutely. I I would have. I, I get emails all the time, and because of what I do, they tend to be look. Somebody's tried to scam me. Here's the email. So my junk folder is is unbelievable. But yeah, I would be very suspicious about that. anybody who promises to overpay something there will be something wrong there. Yeah. Just nobody does that. There's no need to do that. And if you ever see that, just mark it down as a scam. Ignore that particular result. If somebody's want, wanting, you know, or even hasn't seen you or whatever, just mark it down as a scam, ignore it, and move on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, the other issue now is that, that your actual your mobile phone number, I, I've got text messages before uh, saying your parcel wasn't delivered or yeah. so, and you know, uh, around Christmas time when you're getting a lot of parcels and you get a message saying, Oh, your parcel wasn't delivered. And you're expecting a parcel. They'll say Hermes or whatever company. Uh, and yeah. there's a link to check on your, where your parcel is. I mean, that I would, I could have fallen for that
1: potentially. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I've seen those myself and I'm, I'm quite often asked by, even relatives look is this legit yeah because it's really difficult to tell whether it is a genuine message because obviously these guys are following exactly the same format as a normal delivery company will use they will use those templates it will look incredibly convincing Mm. and unless you you look incredibly closely at what the url is then it's very easy in fact some of the post office ones they don't even use their own domain name so i oh, find wow. it difficult to tell whether something's genuine or not yeah. but of course those ones that they're normally phishing scams they're just after some personal details they may want your kind of credit card number your bank account number all the rest they're looking for all those details other ones are a little bit more subtle than that they will simply ask for your bank name and not much more than that because what they want to do is follow it up with a different scam. So you will put in the bare minimum of personal details, probably just enough that a typical delivery company would ask for. And then maybe with a little bit of extra detail, but then several weeks or months later, you might get a cold call saying, this is the security department of, and I'll name your bank. Right. And we noticed that. And they will be able to ream off all of your personal details because you filled it out in that form. Yeah. And they will use that information to make, it, make themselves sound incredibly convincing, but they will go through that refund scam that we, we talked about at the start. Yeah. And that's more devastating because once they're into your bank account, they will see how much you have and they will target the scam at clearing as much of the money that you've got in that account as possible so those are the particularly devastating ones
0: yeah um the 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 problem is i mean the problem is with with most of these scams is they appear to be putting in a huge amount of effort to get all this information aren't they you know to going doing things months in advance um they're very committed aren't they
1: Uh, Yes, uh, some of them are incredibly sophisticated now. The ones that I track are mostly in around India. Most of the kind of scam phone calls, because of the infrastructure and uh, kind of number of people who work in that sort of industry, tend to be mostly from that country, and they are incredibly well set up to run a number of scams because they've got the expertise and the people who are actually used to running that. So. You know, if if, you, if the accent doesn't give it away, sometimes the accent you can tell whether someone's foreign or not. And yeah. that may sound suspicious to some people, but they do actually recruit people in your local country, so in the US or UK. And one of my videos actually shows a woman that they recruited who's actually Welsh. And although the initial phone call may have been made by somebody who would have a foreign-sounding accent they then pass it on to someone who pretends to be the police themselves and it will be somebody from the UK. Uh So you cannot tell from the accent if something sounds suspicious and like I say they recruit people here. So it is no guarantee at all whether you're going to be scammed or not. You just have to be very skeptical. It's a bit like your own program. It always helps to be skeptical. It always helps that if you get any sort of cold call, I, even if it's genuine, a genuine company won't mind proving sure. that they are who they say they are. And that's, that's the key thing about all of this. Yeah. If you get any of these calls, basically ask the question, well, prove to me that you are Amazon or prove to me that you are Visa or whoever. Yeah. And yeah, if they can't say any more than your name, address, and phone number, which will be in front of their screen always, if they can't give you more than that, then hang up yeah. because chances are they're not genuine
0: yeah absolutely um do you ever find any based in the uk
1: um not not so far not not no? as far as the telephone goes but they do recruit people yeah, yeah. Who's, who have bank accounts here so they, there's certainly money mules in this country Oh, okay and you know if if they want you to transfer money chances are it will be to another uk bank account because that's more straightforward than a foreign bank account I see. yeah but they will literally um, ship people in from other countries with the sole purpose uh, to set up a bank account in the uk and yeah. then ship them back again wow and i have heard of that and when i when i watch some of the scammers and they ask the victim to transfer money to a particular account those accounts change every single day. They seem to be able to have a whole infrastructure around getting UK bank accounts or foreign bank accounts very easily. They don't seem to use these bank accounts more than once, maybe twice, and then that's it. They will move the money out of that, and that's the end of that bank account. There's, It's not like there's only one or two scam bank accounts. Yeah. They seem to have a whole... I don't know there seems to be lots and lots of these available to them i would love to know how that all works yeah but the amount of effort, that's the that must, i can never see that must take and
0: quite incredible amount of effort they they put in
1: um yeah yeah and you know they're, they're well used to it um, yeah they, they will only reveal that bank account when they're absolutely sure they're going to get payment. so they'll, they'll yeah. keep that detail back because of course as soon as i see one of those bank accounts I'm straight on the phone to that bank. You don't know saying, exactly what
0: bank it is? Well, yeah. I don't
1: usually say somebody else is being scammed. I usually say, Hey, I've just had a phone call. Um, they've asked me to pay a few thousand pounds to this account. Can you do something about it? Yeah. And of course they'll never they'll never tell me exactly what they do with that. But at least I feel like at least We've if I report these things something. and somebody else is not gonna be scammed yeah. in the same way.
0: Absolutely. Um see so I mean you put all these fantastic videos on your channel and and and. Uh, they they really are generally brilliant. I love watching that you get one over on them. But how how many are not a success? You know, what's the ratio of the ones you put on your channel and the ones you don't quite that don't quite work out?
1: Oh, there's lots and lots that don't work out at yeah. all. I mean, some scammers realise exactly that they are being scammed, and you know that's at least half of them. Okay. And then I will be watching scammers when I do finally get onto their computers. I can see what they're doing you'd be amazed just how many hundreds and thousands of phone calls they go through before they'll get a victim so there is one scam call center that i'm working or sorry watching and we've got i think they have about 22 people scamming people in the uk and of those 22 just today they managed to go through about well, about seven or eight thousand phone calls. What? Um, to oh, between the twenty-two of them, and most people just kind of hang up, and you know, as soon as they hear something a bit suspicious or somebody saying they're Amazon, they'll just hang up. Yeah. So, of those sort of seven eight thousand phone calls, they got exactly two victims, and I was able to warn both of them in this case. But if you think about that, how that translates. They make that was just that was a relatively small call center, yeah, and if you multiply that by there's must be at least a hundred of these call centers operating, each running say ten thousand phone calls a day. That's at least a million phone calls per day, and they will maybe get let's say maybe one to two hundred victims in that day throughout all of those call centers. So it's it's a num it's purely a numbers game. Yeah. If you make enough phone calls, you will eventually get someone who hasn't heard of the scam or isn't you know, isn't quite tuned into scams and it translates into only a few victims. But yes, it means for everybody who receives these phone calls, you get a few of these scam phone calls every day. I certainly do.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I sometimes get one. It's like a pre recorded saying, it's like an Amazon one saying your Amazon is about to expire or something.
1: Yeah. Uh, please yeah. Please this, please this is true. I, I, I can actually see the systems they use to play those messages. And I've downloaded the wild files, MP3 files. And that's all it that is. It's just a little thing. They, they type in text to speech. Yeah. And they load it into their system and then they play that to thousands per day
0: unbelievable unbelievable um what well, what amazes me most out of all of it though is when you do speak to the scammers they're they're quite rude aren't they to you and
1: and they show no remorse at all do they <laughs> if if you listen to them every single day they they do actually get rude and impatient even with their victims you know they, yeah. they they're kind of used to being rude you know and yes whenever i confront them of course then they usually just hang up immediately, but those that stay on. I mean, the first rule of scamming is you never admit you're a scammer, yeah, and that is almost true for all of them. So, the first thing they'll do is say, You've got it wrong, yeah, we're not scamming underneath. Whereas, I've got audio, video, I've got other people who you know, I've got names of their victims, all the whole works, but if I confront them. No, we're not scamming. No, of course not. And then, yes, eventually, when they realise that they're kind of they've got nowhere to back into, then they'll say, "Yeah, well, well you're the scammer, really, or yeah. we're, we're doing this to get back at you." You know, all that sort of stuff. But that's kind of completely water off a duck's back for me because awesome. I have just seen it, heard it, done it too many times and they don't get to me i i tend to remain quite calm with them yeah and that usually comes across on the videos because i've seen it all heard it uh, you know i i just can't stand some of these scammers particularly when they lie even when they've been caught red-handed
0: absolutely what what's the what's one of the funniest instances that you've when you've spoken to a scammer Oh well, there's. A few, I
1: mean, there's. A few, I think the one that sticks out probably is because I have access to the, the phone calls that they make, so I can. And of course, it costs costs them a small amount of money to make those phone calls. They're they're not for free, but at the same time, it doesn't cost very much to make thousands of phone calls but sometimes their own systems tell you exactly how much they're spending on those phone calls. Okay. And there was one call center was maybe only about five or six people, but they were still making thousands of phone calls a day as you normally do as a scammer. And I decided to change the message in their robotic caller system. (laughs) And instead of this is Amazon, we're going to charge you (laughs) 80 pounds. I changed it to, these are scammers from india they're trying to steal your money but if you want so don't answer this if you ever get a phone call like this just ignore it but if you want to waste their time please press one so i was able to not only i mean i wanted that message to get across to as many people as possible yeah but I watched them getting very few phone calls out of this, as you can imagine, because it wasn't genuine. Yeah. And I, I watched them actually up the rate of these phone calls because they couldn't figure out <laughs> why they weren't getting the expected return on these things. So I watched them really? drain their own money from and and they probably only lost maybe two or three hundred dollars but it was still incredibly satisfying to see my message being played to thousands of people and they had no idea at all what was going on and i managed to trade in their money so it's only a small victory but nevertheless it was kind of a nice one because it was a wee bit of a technical poke at them as well
0: yeah absolutely i i'd be having fun all day with that if i could change their messages they put out i'd i'd be away Uh,
1: uh, yeah and I do intend to do this again at some point. So, you know, look out for this one because they're, I'm actually planning something else. With You may have seen a video done with Mark Rober. Mark Rober is the kind of ex-NASA engineer who does the glitter bombs. Ah, oh, yes, yes. And yes. We, we managed to send some of those to Money Mule. So instead of them, they were expecting pack, literally packages full of money. And instead of that, they were getting these glitter bombs. And... Um, What we intend to do is like another version of that, except this time it's going to go to the very call centers themselves. So you have to look out for this in some future video because, you know, it's not only the money mules, the middlemen, if you like, who who pick up the money, who are the kind of bad guys here. We're going to try and take it right back to the scam call centers themselves. And hopefully that will work out.
0: Are they going to have cameras in as well, the, the, the glitter bombs?
1: Believe it or not they may well have cameras oh, too. Yes. So, well, not only cameras inside the boxes, yeah. but potentially the call centers themselves may also have CCTV. So we may be able to see what happens on their own CCTV too.
0: That, that would make an amazing video. I, I've seen hopefully, that. He, hopefully. He, he does that with the guys that nicks the Amazon packages off the porches, isn't it? That's, that's yeah. the one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And amazing. Yeah. I mean if if you've ever tried to get glitter off your own clothes yeah. i mean probably if you've got young kids you'll know about this it's just impossible you know it's 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 not a malicious type of thing but it's it is something that you're going to know about it if you get sprayed and glitter and of course there's fart spray, fart that spray. Goes as well yeah, with that too.
0: yeah. amazing <laughs> oh looking forward to that um yeah. okay so that's the funnest what about the best what's been the best outcome for you in particular
1: well, I mean, the best outcome is probably, well, it's one of two things. Usually, with if you can step in and help victims, yeah, uh, it, it always feels good to be able to do that, particularly if the scammers think that they're almost bound to get money out of some old woman, some old man. And if you can step in, obviously, make sure that they don't get that money, it does feel good. But I would say better than that, that the people who really make the money out of these scams aren't even the people who man the telephones? So the the one that you'll speak to is probably somebody who has been recruited, may even to begin with, may not know it's a scam, but obviously as they get into it, they will know that. They are the people who are the kind of pawns in all of this. They are not the ones who are going to be highly paid. Yes, they'll get a commission for the amount of money that they scam, but in the grand scheme of things, they really are not the ones making the money. And it's the guys at the top who do. So I'd say the most satisfying moment is when I did manage to get on to one of these scam call centers, they actually had CCTV and I was able to see who the boss was and I managed to... Actually I got the BBC involved. This was actually a panorama programme. I, I, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, I think I
0: remember the video.
1: They they actually well, I was able to identify who the top guy was, who was the guy making all the money, and he was living in absolute luxury. um If you can imagine, uh, a luxury apartment, there were, you know, Olympic sized swimming pool, yeah. golf course out the front, that sort of stuff, and he was making millions out of this scam, and. Within a day of that video coming out and the panorama program going live, he was arrested. And actually, I think it's although that was last year. I think this year it's man they've kind of brought him to trial. So I think hopefully there'll be one less call center. Certainly, you know he's still proclaiming his innocence, of course. But and I'm sure it's got to have a proper trial and everything. But with any luck. Uh, other call centers might take notice of this, and the guys at the top. If I can do a little bit more of what I'm doing, hopefully they will be the targets of some of the other uh, bits of work that um, that you may see on YouTube.
0: Yeah, that certainly is a brilliant outcome. That absolutely,
1: um, it, it genuinely,
0: honestly, like it, seeing you get one over them is is. Uh, there's nothing I like better than go, after a long day, getting in bed on my iPad and watching Jim Browning get one over on the uh, on the scammers um yeah, yeah. this, it's, this it's, is this is where it's
1: very satisfying i've got to say yeah it's, I bet. Um, although it's a hobby of mine yeah, <laughs> oh. it is a fun one can you, can you um, imagine honestly, if you went full time uh, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I, i'd encourage everybody you don't have to be in any way technical to be a scam bidder. all you need to do is be able to keep them on the phone for any length of time and yeah. there's no end of um videos on youtube about people who are able to keep themselves (laughs) amused at the expense of one of these scammers. you don't have to humiliate them but if they're if they're on the phone to you they're not scamming your grandmother
0: i i have a a similar technique when i i I sometimes find flat earth shows that are live and i waste their time making them slag me off for like 20 minutes rather than talk about flat earth
1: (laughs) the flat earth thing really really gets to me because you know, even the most bi- okay. You, well, you I'll tell you what. You we'll should- get to that. Yeah. We'll get onto okay.
0: that. We we'll do it. this is this is normally where cats would come uh, do a piece called Cats Curiosity, where he tells us a bit about about science that he's read over the last week or so, and we would mm. normally chat about it. He said he had a great one this week, so he's going to do it next week. Um, cool, but that's fine. We can miss that. Um, but before we before we talk about the Flat Earthers, uh, like you, you are very skilled. I think you'd be a a, a great ally in the fight against the flat
1: earthers well, i mean i have my own science back i'm an engineer yeah right? and you know the one thing that you learn when you do any kind of science and engineering is you you have to be number one reasonably read up on the topic that you're about to talk about and yeah. i just cannot understand why anyone feels that they can go onto youtube and talk about things that they plainly haven't researched because the most basic of research would tell you that the earth is not flat and that that's just that is the most basic but it's the fact that people will read something about a conspiracy somewhere jump on a bandwagon and then become an instant expert on it that yeah. really really bugs me yeah and you don't have to do anything more than put two sticks in the ground to prove that the earth is flat, or look up in the sky and go, hang on, there's a shadow on the moon. Why, why, what sort of model could give you that sort of shadow? And, you know, it, it, none of them seem to be able to explain the most basic things that a globe earth would give you. And to me, if, if you, if you, put a YouTube video out claiming that something's fat, but yet you can't prove anything that you're talking about. Yeah, it, It's bizarre. I just don't understand how people have the nerve even to do I that. Know.
0: The problem is that they're a little bit like the scammers. They're very committed, some of them, and they, they've got very good answers for individual phenomena. So, with for example, with the two sticks in the ground, they'll have a reason for that. The problem is that they can't explain everything with one single... Model or idea, like obviously we can with the globe, there'd be an explanation for the 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 shadows on the moon. There'd be an explanation for something else. There'd be an explanation for something else, but none of those explanations tie up.
1: No, no. It's just it's the audacity though to go on. Yeah. On, on a youtube video and announce to the world that this is flat but yet not being able to explain even some of the most basic things and, and you're right yes of course they'll have a reason for why the two sticks thing isn't right but the fact is they can go and do the experiments themselves yeah. so it isn't a, you know there's always a conspiracy behind it you know why on earth somebody would want to keep the earth flat and keep it a, a secret the fact that they can go and do the experiments yet don't ever do them, just I, I can, that bit I cannot understand. If you've really got the conviction to say, I know the Earth is flat and I'm going to prove it. I know some of your videos you've shown that actually one or two of them have finally done the experiments or have looked at the photographs and gone, well, hang on, if it was flat, we would, we would or wouldn't see this. Yeah. But it's the usual. They will They will jump on the blurry photograph or whatever and try and use it to make their point and you yeah. know it's a bit like ufos you know it's quick there's a ufo get the blurriest camera possible yeah. to, to photograph it you know if you're gonna make a point then back it up with a bit of science otherwise it's just no good
0: yeah and the very few times that they have done something like for example bob from who 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 uh from the from the netflix uh movie where we we proved the rotation uh it was it wasn't accepting those results and it was trying to get results that matched his world view which obviously never yep. came
1: mm-hmm. yeah but I, I bet that he didn't still retract his position oh, or no. he didn't. i mean that's the thing you know not only do you kind of stick to your guns despite the evidence you, you have to keep on you know you have to then slag off the people who are saying well why don't you try this experiment? And they just don't do it, you know. Uh, I, I don't know. I think secretly they must know. And I think a lot of them are just trolling. Yeah. I, I really do. I just yeah. I can't I, I can't see why if you've really got that conviction or you're really convinced it's fat that you can't just prove all of the experiments wrong.
0: Katz and I have come up with a with a we we think that there is a very, very large proportion that are in it for either the laughs or the trolls trolling or whatever there's yeah. a there's a small amount of people that that probably know that the earth isn't flat but they're making a bit of money from youtube and they're you know getting a bit of notoriety so they're, they're sticking with it and then yeah. there's a there's a very small percentage that genuinely believe it um very small i would say
1: yeah yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> the very small minority. I would love to put them in one of these rockets and try I know. to put them up well, a little as high as possible. That'd be great.
0: The problem with that, of course, is did you see the, the episode I did where we talked about uh, their excuses for being in space? What what they would say?
1: Ah, uh, right. Okay. So yeah, they've kind of thought it through and they've thought got it through. Their excuses not, ready. Not yeah. only
0: were they saying that it would be the curvature of the glass in the window, but the, oh, but, the but the curvature of, of their own eyeball would uh would, yeah seriously <laughs> so, so now you yeah. cannot win no matter no, what then, nothing you've
1: got curved eyeballs therefore yep. no. yeah you've okay. got
0: curved yeah. eyeballs yet yet when you are stood on the beach and you see a flat landscape that's fine but you know oh, I see. When, yeah. when you when okay. you're when, you, when you're in space it's mm-hmm. the, yeah
1: so. yeah special pleading there yep. for yep. for Absolutely. space Absolutely. yeah yeah that so all makes sense have yeah. you
0: had much experience with with any other conspiracy theorists with your time on youtube
1: i mean i i get uh, there's it's not really conspiracy theorists in fact when it comes to scammers they're kind of conspiracy theorists in, in, in their own right yeah because you know they'll, they'll spin a story it's obviously yeah. false you know so i'm kind of used to all of this i've, I've got to say um i do bump into the odd not not really conspiracy theorists but the odd kind of preacher in the street and i do kind of yeah. confront them from time to time and say like well why do you believe this and why should i believe it and all the rest of it and you'd be surprised just how few of them can really justify their position and they'll, they'll usually back it up with whatever holy book they're they're holding and unfortunately even if you confront those people I've never ever been able to change their mind. I don't really think you'd be standing up in front in a street uh, waving whatever book you've got. Yeah. Um, If you didn't have that and you weren't prepared to kind of defend it at all costs, even despite the evidence. But I have asked that some of them get very defensive. Some of them, they just kind of go, um, well, it says in my book, you know, and it's it's very circular. I, I can kind of... They're not really conspiracy theorists, but they're obviously keen to kind of tell you all about their particular book, but yet they're not prepared to listen to me yeah. about asking about reasonable things in it and and actually defend their own position sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of sad.
0: It is sad, and and that's cats and I talk about this quite a bit, and we we say that we're never when we do our, the videos that we do, we're not really trying to change the mind of the of the person. Whose video that we're critiquing? It's normally their their viewers or the people yeah. that are potentially could watch that video because we know they're too far gone. Those sorts of people that are making the videos they're they're entrenched yeah. in that belief or whether or not it be a belief or whether it be just a way of making money
1: or whatever. Oh, indeed, yeah, and you're right. You're probably going to make the impact on the people defending. Absolutely, that's I, the I agree idea. with that. Yeah, um, the I mean the the people who I, I do I, I do love debunking stuff though um, I, th- I think there's a lot to be gained in that so yeah. response videos on youtube are a perfect medium for it and yeah you know there's just you and there's people like logic and potholer 54 you know there's a whole load of people on youtube who if given any particular conspiracy theory if you delve into it and you actually get the science behind it and evidence behind it um you can pretty much debunk any conspiracy that's that's going there. But, of course, people who want the conspiracy to be there will only ever look at their own little conspiracy theorists. They'll never look at at people trying to have a go at it and saying, well, you know, back that up somehow. And, you know, they'll only ever look at that. But, like, um, like the worst one is still evolution versus creation. That is still the one. I still cannot believe that there are people who believe in creationism despite the evidence against that. And again, it's just kind of they're only looking at particular sources and not wanting to look at something in a kind of slightly wider field. And I think for me, you know, reasoned thinking would get you to what the truth is, but there are people who are still prepared to say, I'm going to defend my position at all costs if it means ignoring evidence to the contrary and that. still bugs me
0: yeah absolutely and the problem is that these people have followers who will who will who will take their word over anyone else um yeah yeah. and and then and then you know some people have got tens of thousands and on a few rare occasions hundreds of thousands of followers who will uh repeat what they're saying and 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 repeat the same arguments they're the they're the ones that you've really got to try and take down because they've got such a wide uh audience and, and and a a big influence, um, yeah. they're the ones you have to try and like, for example, Kent Hovind uh, is, is a good example there.
1: Yeah. See, he's the one that springs most to mind, I think, yeah. when it comes to this and, and probably I've, I've seen so many of, of his videos and also response videos to it. But of course, if you're a Kent Hovind fan, yeah. you'll only look at his and other creationist videos. Yep. And, and I've we're, we're the evil people. ones. Yeah. 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 And and they'll, they'll do exactly the same lines that kent hoven uses and you'd be amazed the number of people that that just kind of use that as their argument and yet any kind of if you look into i don't know if you've seen aaron raz uh, yes. aaron raz videos yes, as debunking well, what, yeah. what he was doing. and i think that's that's another great one as well because i can never see him respond to that directly because he's so entrenched in his thinking and i don't think i think he makes so much money out of it that oh yeah it it wouldn't be worth his while acknowledging that he's actually wrong in so many places he's just he's too much vested in that yeah he is but but what is sad is his followers believe him i'm not that sad i do Uh, one of
0: my crowning achievements is being on on whack an atheist 13 times
1: great yeah yeah that, so. that is that that's <laughs> i'm yeah, proud of that i would want a badge of honor for sure you yeah. you should have that in the wall behind you i should
0: well. <laughs> i should Whack eight, 30 times. uh jim it's been a fascinating insight into what you do honestly you you do uh, you people say that what cats and i do is great work what you do is fantastic work you're genuinely helping people uh you're stopping these people uh get scammed and you're highlighting some of the scams as well um what we'll do is we'll pop a few if it's alright with you Jim ask for, I'll ask for a few lines from you from each scam and we'll pop it in the description just to make oh, everyone aware yeah. of what, what's out there and the worst ones uh, but thank you so much everyone please do go and check out Jim's channel, Jim Browning on YouTube um, it will be the highlight of your day, I promise you um, normally Jim we play the scientist game but Cats isn't here oh, Okay. Um, it's a, but you know He's getting a bit of a big head because he's, he's got, I think he's 6'4 up or six, it's normally Cats versus the Guest. Um, so it's probably good that he doesn't play this week because uh, he's getting a bit big of, too big for his boots, I think. We're going to have to knock him down a peg or two next week yeah no,
1: good good luck for yeah, yeah. written for you anyway I'm, yeah i sure you get the next one yeah
0: maybe anyway thank you so much jim it's been an absolute pleasure uh we are done next week as i said at the beginning we're doing the science of back to the future that's with cats and my friends uh spanners and matt trumpets so uh we'll see you all next week have a great week thanks very much bye-bye